This month's sponsoring label is Muzan Editions. Operating out of Nara, Japan since 2017, Muzan Editions has quickly made a name for itself as a top-shelf tape label, releasing albums by Bastion Void, Antlerd, Kyle Landstra, Cheekbone, Lee Noble, H. Takahashi, April Larson, Amulets, etc., etc., etc. Their latest tape, Deer Park by Aiden Baker, comes out on November 15th. Click on the banner ad at the top of the Tone to Other Machines website and it'll take you right there. Muzan Editions put together an amazing mix of gentle synth sounds for Patreon subscribers. For those who donate $10 a month, you will also receive a discount on Muzan Editions tapes. Hello, this is Madeline from Midwife. David Nance. Seth Graham. Kiaville. Mike from Uniform. Lee Noble. Braden J. And you are listening to Tone to the Weather Machine. <laughs> All right, so I'm sitting with Pete, sitting here with Pete Fosco, and a funny story about Pete Fosco is back when Crawford and I were running the Gold Rush Music Festival, we wrote this, uh, as part of the festival, we wrote the zine um, where we featured all of these really great record labels who were sponsors of the festival, and Green Up Industries, which is a label that Pete runs, um, was a label sponsor, and I, rem- rem- I remember Crawford's um, review, and he said, it, it goes something like, near Cincinnati, Ohio, there's this small town <laughs> called Covington, Kentucky, where Pete Fosco runs Green Up Industries. And someday I want to travel there and, you know, thank him for all the great music that he's put out. I forgot about that. That was yeah. nice. That was yeah. really nice. There's a couple, a couple yeah. of factual inaccuracies in, in that, though. Covington, Kentucky is not a small town. Um, it's true. In Kentucky, it's, it's a... 
sprawl. I mean, it's its own it, city, yeah, but it's, it's part of the sprawl, right? Of, it has of its quaint moments, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I would describe it as a small town. I don't know. I have to be careful here. But you also, yeah. um, <laughs> you also have to realize the card, the like the deck of cards that we were working with geographically. Totally. Yeah. Uh, both of us living in Colorado, where the small or the closest big city is like a nine-hour drive. Crawford's from Alaska, so his True. his geography yeah. of just um, uh, the lower forty eight in and of itself is like a little skewed. Um, but lo and behold, moved to Cincinnati, and Pete Fosco is one of the first people I meet because I see a poster that you were playing a show. I think at the Comet. Yeah. 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 I remember hanging out at the Comet, mm-hmm. which is a place where I think where a lot of people from coming from out of town. Who are playing shows in Cincinnati meet. Um, yeah, so I've um, been following Green Up Industries and Pete's music for a couple of years. And um, now that we're kind of reviving this interview format and um, interviewing, uh, putting a spotlight on uh, folks living here in Cincinnati, it just seemed natural to, to have you on. So I'm excited to chat with you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It'll be fun. So I just came from um, a work event um, where I had to duck out a little bit early because I, I told them that I was going to do an interview. Uh-huh. Um, and that, uh, I shouldn't have just said, I shouldn't have said anything because right. that just led to this <laughs> rabbit hole of um, of like, oh, you do, you have a podcast? Well, what kind of, what do you, what do you do? Who do oh, you interview? Yeah. yeah. And um, and so that just led to more and more questions. Before and more you know it, you're questions. not ducking out early. Yeah, yeah and, and, <laughs> and so it's like, um, and so like, oh, you play, what kind of music do you play on your podcast? And that became a, like, <laughs> uh, I was not like in the right state to like be able to sort of explain that. And mm-hmm. so um, I, I kind of want to like start out with, you know, with, with kind of asking that question. When um, when people find out maybe who aren't like part of this wide net of experimental music, when people ask you, um, when you say you're a musician, <laughs> you play music. What do you? How do you? How do you describe that? What, how do you describe what you do? God, I don't even know. I usually just run in the other direction. <laughs> no, uh, I I don't know. I I it kind of depends on like the, the the context, I guess. You know, I usually just say it's you know sort of um you know it's solo electric guitar music uh kind of run through various effects and um you know the guitar is you know played with some objects kind of um and it's just it's sort of textural sort of soundscape type music i don't i I don't know and then you know and it kind of depends on where the conversation goes from there um but yeah i try not to get too much into it more than that i find that the the less that i say the better yeah i just say like i don't know solo guitar music yeah and just kind of leave it at that yeah which probably like (laughs) maybe people can interpret like oh you're like a singer songwriter yeah yeah yeah. and then i'm like oh but i don't sing and yeah oh sometimes they're like why would you do that (laughs) why would i do that i don't know (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've I've had a couple of instances where like those two worlds um like come crashing in together. Yeah. And it's it's never a pleasant experience. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I, I was having this conversation with someone uh recently in in right now I can't think of who, but it it was kind of about how um y- you know instrumental music by and large in the US 
there's still a huge cultural sort of resistance to it. Um, whereas I have found anyway outside of the U.S. that people are sort of more open to you know something that doesn't maybe like overtly tell a story. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you? I yeah. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I I don't know. Do you think? I mean, I, my immediate mind kind of just jumps to like, uh, like American folk music. Um, yeah. Kind of these like narrative, uh, like stories, um, and 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 maybe pop music is kind of uh, evolved and like branched off from there. And um, I think a lot of like early musical experiences people have is with like that kind of music. Yeah, yeah. I think it definitely has something to do with that, like the oral tradition, mm-hmm. you know, in that sense, and. And yeah, and especially in the tradition of um, American, you, you know, folk music and, and, you know, a lot of, you know, what we're doing, you know, in pop music in those forms, sort of drawing on those forms. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's more of like a classical tradition in Europe. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly. Yeah. I don't know how far. It's hard to say like how far removed we are from all that yeah and because we're so early in the game still in the grand <laughs> story of things right 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 you know, we're still like at the very beginning of sort of the end of postmodernism. sure so, i don't know I don't yeah know. I, and, and it's interesting just to kind of expand that and just think of like american like um real, like american like arts like n- reliance on like narrative structures like if you think about like when you think of like art house film for example like like art films that don't necessarily follow like a straight through narrative you think of like think of european films yeah and you think of, yeah you totally. know scandinavian yeah. films and french new way yeah like yeah um, yeah totally where um yeah like I, I feel like maybe you know american music is is kind of like part of just like that broader art world that like if it's not telling a story, then like, why am I invested in it? Yeah, yeah. Or if it's just not, not you know, sort of you know, you know, overtly telling you, you know, what it's about, maybe right away. I don't, I don't know. It's yeah, kind yeah. Of hard to kind of. Yeah, I remember my first, um, my first experience where I can um, really think back and um, remember having like a real experience with music is actually listening to garth brooks um in lonesome oh, dove yeah which is like a story through and through it's like uh, the story of like the i can't remember the narrative totally off the top of my head but it's about this like um this woman like it's like this revenge story like this woman ends up like shooting like the man who like killed her husband yeah um and so yeah i remember just like being like glued to the speakers like i would um you know, like watching like a, a Western movie or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. My, uh, my yeah, my mom was really into Garth Brooks. My wife actually saw him play. I think a couple years ago. I heard he puts on a good show. She said it was amazing. Yeah, and, and I'm willing to go. Yeah, I will go next. Time. I would. I would rather see. <laughs> I would rather see his um, '90s alter ego though. Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. <laughs> totally. Yes. He's, he's yes, a badass. Yes, yeah. He is. He is. <laughs> um, I love like that kind of like rap rock song he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was in high. I think that I was in high school when that came out. Maybe right after. But I, I, a friend of mine, in high school was named Chris Gaines, and, <laughs> and so I always thought of that guy when that record came out. But he kind of. I remember that like. 
Garth kind of looked like a Trent Reznor. Yeah, yeah. Like, the difference was, like, he had, like, a soul patch. Yeah, he had, like, a soul patch and wore, like, a black button-down yeah. instead of, you know, a plaid button-down. Right, right. Like, Ooh. Oh, and he kind of, like, slicked his hair down a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And it was a very, like, Trent Reznor look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally, like, the, you know, uh, KG Hino of <laughs> young country, late 90s. <laughs> Except he you didn't know. do, like, hour-long noise freakouts. Yeah, yeah, and chaos pads. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> So what were um, some, like, early musical discoveries for you when you were growing oh, up? Oh, man. I remember, like, I remember very clearly um, driving with my parents one day on the west side and hearing Queen on the radio, uh, We Will Rock You. Oh, and, like, wow. And, like, I actually remember, like, the street that we were on and, like, like on the way home. What street was it? Uh, Haft Road. Like right off of Westport, it's like right by okay. uh, where I grew up, like where my parents still live. And where where was that? Um, it's probably like I don't know. No, no, I mean like, like like where did you grow up? Oh, on the uh, on in Cincinnati, uh, on the west side of Cincinnati. Okay, like, like in what? between like Coleraine and Bridgetown. Oh, okay, yeah. So, what neighborhood would that be? Like Delhi? Yeah, it's considered like Bridgetown. Bridgetown. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I remember like here, like riding in the back of the car and like hearing that beat, like that sort of that that <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and I was yeah. just like, I remember as like a seven year old, just like, ooh, that's great. Like, that's yeah. like, it's like really doing something <laughs> for me. I don't know, you know, it like kind of scared me a little mm-hmm. bit almost. And I remember like my, my, well, my dad had a record collection and uh, coming home from school and like going through those records and like, remember him like showing me like how to like work the radio mm. and like, to, you know, like showed me how to like tune to like wbn oh like, yeah yeah to hear rock and roll yeah you know? yeah um and like going through his record collection every day after school uh and uh yeah yeah so it, i guess that's probably like something like the earliest stuff oh we had like the sesame street orchestra record okay do you remember that uh so i never really was cognizant of like my parents record collection I would I when I um, started getting into music when I was like around that age like seven or eight mm-hmm. we had a CD player mm-hmm. um, so we were like one of like the few like families like oh yeah like in our neighborhood that like had a CD player dude there were like thirty bands on CD <laughs> yeah exactly that's it yeah so we had like uh, Neil Young's Harvest Moon yeah uh, um, that Garth Brooks album which I think is like something with fences in the title yeah yeah um, yeah he's i think he's wearing like a blue and white yeah shirt. Like, yeah, I think, yeah yeah i'm remembering that color Absol- scheme kind of yeah clearly. yeah I don't yeah, know. yeah um and then yeah. i think we had a um it was either like uh like tina turner or um uh no um tony braxton oh yeah i love yeah. tony braxton yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i did I, I remember like speaking of that like I, I remember like making i would make tapes off of the radio like, once I learned how to use it, it's probably, like, I don't know, third or fourth grade. And uh, so, like, I would just, like, wait for the song to come on that, like, I w- w- was into. And I would, if, like, the DJ would talk over the beginning of the song, I would be irritated. I would, yeah. like, wait for them to play it a few <laughs> days later so I could, like, get it from, like, I wanted, like, the fade in. Like, the oh, intro. yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. like, the whole, the right, whole right, thing. Right, and, like, right, right, The fade out at the end. Like, man, if there's a 30-second fade out, don't start talking over that. Like, let that <laughs> yeah, shit fade yeah. out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Say shit. okay, you can add, you can add <laughs> so like yeah, like let it go, like yeah, let, yeah. ride it out, man. So you know maybe that has something to do with later on in life making like you know six minute, you know, feedback or I don't know. <laughs> I was always fast. <laughs> I, I was like, I always knew that like there was like this um, 
that it wasn't just them playing the instruments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I knew yeah. that there was something else because I remember when um, hearing that Meatloaf song, um, I Would Do Anything for Love. Oh, yeah. And there was this moment where, like, his voice is still fading out, but then he sings over his voice, like, over his voice. I'm like, that can't be a human. Yeah. That can't be a thing that humans can do. That, that like, right? breaks the yeah, breaks yeah. the schadenfreude for you for a moment. <laughs> it yeah, does, you're it like, does. What? Like, like what? no, 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 no. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, this, yeah. Is, this is some sort of wizardry that's happening. This is an embarrassing story, I'll tell you, actually. I, so I had, uh, it, well, maybe not in, so embarrassing, but uh, so I had, uh, like, a, a cassette player that I would listen to in bed. Like on 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 uh, headphones, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably like first or second grade, and I got for Christmas one year uh, that Bon Jovi, uh, not not the the big one with the big hit on it, and like the, the one with like you know living on a prayer and all that, mm-hmm. but like seventy eight hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, it was like the, the record after that. Whoa. I got it on tape. Yeah, there's no reason anyone would know this. <laughs> so like, um, I got that on tape, and I also got like a new cassette player. And I like, and it had stereo. Like my old headphones only played through the left side. Okay, yeah. You know, because it was like a kid's like, yeah, yeah. piece of shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And um, and and like that was the first time I had ever listened to anything on headphones in stereo. Oh wow! Like that tape, and it was just like such like a full experience. Like it, and it felt like they were like playing like <laughs> over my head on the roof. And I remember like as a kid getting out of bed and, like, opening the curtains and, like, looking out the window and, like, trying to see if there was, like, a band on the roof. That's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. That's amazing. Even though, like, I knew in my seven-year-old yeah, mind, that's, that's not, not what's happening. But, but you but have, to, just, like, you have such, to make like, sure. Yeah, 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 you have to make sure. And it was just, like, such, like, a powerful, just, like, it was just, like, oh, man. Like, yeah. Like, I felt like, a, like, you know, oh, this is, like, opening up. I'm like I'm not coming back from this. You know what right. I mean? Like now I have to listen to this instead. Like you know, man, that's so that's so interesting. Like how, um, it it creates like this mystique that like, it, it, I mean, it's like a, a world unto. It's like not like in entertainment. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. Um, so to my the very first tape I ever bought, and this, and and like I am like I'm such a sucker for this. Like I like still like I am like. Just I can be like totally captivated by something, and like that's all that matters. Um, but like uh, the first tape I ever bought was Enigma. Um, oh remember yeah, that band? oh totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> French like new age. Yeah, you know band. If you and, can slow that band down, like oh, like oh, you know, to twenty five percent. Yeah, that could be like a you know oh, a man. small run tape. Yeah, like a beautiful like. Uh, ambient sort of like chill wave yeah like, <laughs> yeah if you could make like a slowed down three hour version of return to innocence oh that'd be Woo. beautiful so that so that was the tape yeah. um the one that had return to innocence and like the very first track is like it's like starts out with like these like tinkling bells and this guy and this like french voice is like like turn off the lights like, oh yeah you know yeah, i remember that light yeah. light candles like this is how you like <laughs> listen to, and i'm like uh okay oh wow <laughs> i guess yeah. we i guess we better do this yeah <laughs> yeah um and then i i also believed that um like the emotion that like these power ballads like in like the 90s um in, like 80s and oh, 90s man. that they were coming from like um this like place of like 
raw genuine emotion like you know like a girl like broke up with this guy and then he immediately like penned this like huge like crushing power ballad and so i'm like man totally yeah i don't know if i want to be a singer when i grow up because like in order to create these like songs i'm gonna have to like go in and out of all these like bad like like break up with somebody and you're gonna have to to, like some shit man yeah 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 yeah. and that kind of like scared me i'm like i don't know if i want to like plumb those depths every time i want to like write a song (laughs) i remember like being in fourth or fifth grade when that mr big song came out you know (laughs) And, like, having a crush on this girl, like, even though I couldn't, like, verbalize what that was, I'm mm-hmm. just like, I want to be friends with this person, yeah. I don't know why. And, like, hearing that song and just being like, dude, this is so fucking heavy. You know what I mean? Is that, is that These more, feelings is are that so more, heavy. Is that more than words? Oh, uh, that's extreme. Oh, extreme. Yeah, right. that's also a good... Uh, <laughs> This is not where I thought this conversation would go. Uh, we're we're going to talk about where it all yeah. went wrong. M- where it all went wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Mr. Big was to be with you. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, and it's got that, like, clap along, yes. like, acapella. Great acapella. karaoke yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, more than words. I've had some time with that, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, cool. We're, yeah. we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take a hard pivot and, <laughs> and talk about, like... <laughs> You were you were set up to be um, to have such a nice uh, <laughs> smooth sailing into the world of uh, power ballads and clap along, um, you know, campfire songs. What happened? Oh man, I don't know. I don't. I, you know, I. I'm gonna take this bone away from Ren. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Um, I don't know when I became aware of of. You know, some kind of like idea of, of subculture existing and why exactly I, I like felt drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it probably like had something to do with, you know, being into, you know, not, not, as much as a kid can like be into music, but I remember like getting into seventh grade and uh, this girl, Sarah Cole, actually, who used to own. Uh, Tickle Pickle, she passed away. Uh, oh, a year yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. Um, tragically, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, so I be- was friend- really good friends with her in seventh grade, and she was into like uh, like uh, like you know, Smashing Pumpkins, mm-hmm. Gish, and like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, like Meat Puppets, mm-hmm. and like, and then like, I don't even know how she had like some of these tapes, like Butthole Surfers mm-hmm. and like Flipper and like that kind of stuff. So like, I- we would watch like 120 minutes, yeah, and, like, Alternative Nation, and yeah. I would just be like like you know like billy corgan like like what is this band that like he sounds like a girl but he Uh sounds like it sounds really angry but he sounds like super feminine but also super um like ragey and like what exactly is going on here like i had never like heard anything like that that sounded like so heavy but like so pretty Mm -hmm. at the same time so i was like really intrigued by that and then just sort of like the just outlandishness of stuff like you know, stuff on like um i had this other friend ben who um we kind of lost touch but um he was really into like uh sst records mm. and like uh just like outlandish stuff like i don't know like millions of dead cops mm-hmm. and like you know crucifix and like mm-hmm. dead, dead, dead you know dead kennedys at the time and like all that so he had like that whole catalog his mom i remember just like giving that's money wild. and we would like walk yeah. up the street to like the record store and like he would just get all this stuff remember like you know some of the stuff i was like oh this scares me like i, yeah. I, I know that i shouldn't have it you yeah. know so um i don't know i think it kind of just like 
with those two like spiraled from there maybe mm-hmm. uh, in into the kind of uh like fringes of like alternative rock and like well in the in like yeah. sst and like flipper was like per, like was doing some like really weird stuff with like punk rock yeah yeah and they seemed like uh like sort of like dudes that like you know it, it it wasn't like this sort of like um like gross like classic rock mm-hmm. sort of like uh you know because i was like getting kind of like grossed out by that at that mm-hmm. point you know um so they kind of seemed like dudes that you could be like sort of like hang with and they would yeah they wouldn't be like horrible people right, right to right. a certain point like i i don't know um and I think a lot of it, too, was we were taking the bus at the time. We were in junior high. We were taking the bus up to Clifton and, like, going to these basement shows. Like, there was this house on Parker Street that was doing these punk rock shows. And I don't even know how, like, we started going to these shows. But um, I don't even know, like, Anti-Flag. We saw Anti-Flag oh, wow. there. You remember? You remember oh, yeah, that of punk course. rock band? Yeah. yeah. I was, that was never really, like, my thing. Yeah. But I was just drawn to, like, the energy of it. Yeah, like, yeah. As a 14-year-old, it was just like, whoa. like That's intense. This, what is this world? Yeah. You know. It's like spiky mohawk. mohawk yeah, mohawk. yeah. All yeah. this stuff, you know. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, so that was like middle school, high school. Um, yeah, that was like middle school. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, kind of exploring like the fringes of like weirdo outsider like alternative rock like punk yeah when when did you become aware of like music that um was like maybe even like further like from like those fringes that maybe um like that you like were noisier or didn't have any like lyrics or you know it kind of explored things like noise and drone and stuff like that yeah yeah that was so, so that was late, definitely like later on I would say um into high school and late, and definitely like afterwards so like mm-hmm. I met I had this friend in high school who I'm still friends with he was actually a roommate of mine for a long time but um I, we were like 16 or 17 and he was into he was like the only person I knew who was into super into like Lou Reed mm. and like Velvet Underground mm-hmm. and Sonic Youth even had like this was like late 90s at the time had like all those like they made those all those weird like one-off uh syr like side projects where they would jam with like like william why not and like tim barnes and like all you know tony conrad all Mm -hmm. these people and all that stuff remember like going over to his house one day and like you know listening to like white light white heat Mm -hmm. and just being like you know really intrigued by that um how it kind of starts with a with a like it starts with like a structure and it kind of like plays with that structure and then like goes way 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 like outside of that and then comes back to it at the end and like i I think a lot of 90 like mid 90s like sonic youth did that a lot Mm -hmm. as well like washing machine yeah yeah yeah. um i can't think of the 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 diamond c diamond c yeah yeah that was a big one it's like a pop jam and then it goes on yeah 18 more minutes way 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 (laughs) and i was just like oh this is really beautiful you know um so, like, a lot of my... So he was, like, getting super into that, and I was, like, getting really intrigued by that. And a lot of my friends at the time were going to these punk rock shows, like, a lot of hardcore shows and stuff, and, and I was into, like, the energy of it and, like, sort of, like, the community of it and just, like, as, like, a social thing, but, like, I wasn't 
like I was like coming home and like listening to like The Cure, and, like, right, Magic right, Star, and like just sort of just like not into that sort of like hardness of mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? So, um, but I didn't really know like what else. Like I didn't, I wasn't like sitting there like, oh, I want to go find something like textural. Or, right, like, right, right. Yeah, I didn't really like have the words like, yeah. why is this like interesting to me? Like, you know, it's engaging my imagination, I guess, on some level. But like, I don't really understand like what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, like I don't really, I don't, I don't know, like what, like what, what's the context for this? Mm-hmm. Or like, how do I like go beyond it? I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it, it seems like a lot of people that I've talked to, um, Sonic Youth is like a really good gateway drug yeah. and then um uh velvet underground's heroin oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the first Kill, yeah like, the yeah. first time you're hearing like those just like uh like what can be like a pop song structured around these like really like screechy you know yeah. <laughs> like vi- like like violin lines yeah um, yeah a lot of people i've talked to those were like two huge like moments um yeah yeah and they sort of existed at the time, sort of, like, outside um, this sort of, like, uh, um, like, it wasn't really, like, um, like, like, self-referential to where it was, like, you know, you know, we're just trying to, like, get the kids to the show, and, like, <laughs> we're just doing it for the kids. It was yeah. sort of just, like, this sort of weird, like, mood, like, we're just creating, like, like a, like a painting almost like mm-hmm. we're just like throwing paint and like whatever this makes you feel is like sort of what it like just you can just kind of sink into it mm-hmm. and i was kind of just like yeah like i'm into that i don't know why but yeah <laughs> so um was was sonic like did you follow sonic youth down the rabbit hole of like like glenn bronca and like some of the stuff that was happening and like like manhattan in like the 80s yeah yeah definitely so so like one like huge part to like getting like in my like own development as far as like actually finding out like what else was out there and like what i wanted to do as far as a performer was um in when i was in college like and towards the end of college um i was going back and forth a lot between cincinnati and new york like i worked there for a while Mm -hmm. um and then came back to finish school and then like went back to work again what were you doing in new york uh i was working on a soap opera as oh a, wow as a production assistant oh wow so this was the summer of 2002 so um you know <laughs> the dog's making his bed over there <laughs> perfect <laughs> she will do this for like a yeah. good couple of minutes <laughs> so this is summer of 2002 so like every friday you know we were going to uh we were like going to lit you know and like um like going to like the dance parties and like this was when like you know like you know like all the file sharing stuff had just come out so like there were djs everywhere and like um you know so like that was like a really big you know party like that was really fun and then and then but we were also going to like tonic at the time which like when i started going to those shows that's like the first time i saw like evan parker Mm. and like uh you know like thurston moore do improv stuff Zena parkins chris corsano um you know all that stuff and um like that was great because like it was just like a hole in the wall on the lower east side and like it didn't look like anything during the day just like this little brick like box and then you never knew and you never knew what you were going to see you know so um so that was really great like seeing that stuff and then i was also like 
going to as many shows as I could here uh, and Burning Star Corps was still yeah, active here. Yeah. So Spencer was like giving me these bags of like burnt, like I remember one day he gave me just like this out of the blue, just like the Ziploc sandwich bag of like burned CDRs with like, it was like, you know, at the time I was like getting into like, uh, like, like, you know, can and like Noi and like, the, you know, like the German psychedelic music and like that kind of stuff and like getting a little bit more like into like, like solo guitar like day like mm-hmm. that kind of I was like oh man like I'm 22 like I know everything you know and then like I like was he gave me this bag it was like mainliner and like all this like PSF records stuff like you know all this like super out Japanese stuff yeah. coil and like nurse with women uh-huh. and I yeah, was yeah. Just, okay you know <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna need to take another step back so like every time you think you know something totally. like, yeah you end up like taking three you're like oh okay actually that's like one of the beautiful things about it is like you like to have that moment where you're like, ooh, like I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like <laughs> there's this whole, there's this whole undiscovered world that you know, no, that yeah. like exists in like in that people <clears throat> like just as like into stuff that you're into. There are people who are like really into that, um, who like you you know nothing about. Right. Like right. I just I just discovered like Ramla. Oh, <laughs> you dude. know, oh, like, man. I'm a big yeah, yeah. Ooh, that stuff and is good. So yeah, I've been yeah. like going down like that route. I'm a big hole, skullflower like, fan. Really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff is so good. Yeah. Oh man, I'd love to see him. I've never yeah, seen yeah. power, but yeah. That, so yeah, so like there's this whole like yeah, like like post power electronic, you yeah, know, yeah. like just like heavy jammer, like heavy distorted guitar jams, you know, yeah. that like I just never knew about. That stuff is so frightening. Yeah. 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 Have you heard the, the the newest one? It's called Circular Time. Yeah, so I've kind of like uh, started with that and then like moved backwards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like yeah, like eighty minutes of just like yeah. sheer terror. It's yeah, so heavy. Yeah. yeah, I was like cooking dinner one night, and put on <laughs> hole in the heart, and it was just like, yeah. you know, it's a little much. Yeah. <laughs> After about thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah, I took definitely took that album in chunks. Oh um, yeah. So when did you start like playing? Um, did you do the traditional like play in bands and then oh. kind of do your own thing, or I started play? So like I was so like while all that was going on in the early two thousands, I was like buying a ton of records, mm-hmm. and I was also that's also like the first. So like while all that was going, I was also seeing stuff like um, you know like Double Leopard, oh yeah, like, you know Neck Blues Band, mm-hmm. and, like you know Char Lombies, and like all the sort of like sort of like fractured like it, it's sort of like in it is like folk it's like a folk tradition but like it's also very sort of like opaque um and i was buying a ton of records and i was like djing out just like different events um a friend of mine had an art gallery and like different record stores but i was like getting <laughs> and maybe this was just like me being an asshole but i was like getting to the end of the night and like always wanting to play like these like it's just like okay like like let's just like play weirder and weirder records and like see what happens and, mm-hmm. like, you know eventually it just got to the it's probably like i don't know 2004 2005 i was just like well if this is what i want to hear like i should just like learn to like like you know like play this music mm-hmm. you know and um it's weird because i don't really know I don't really know. It, it's weird to look back on it. I don't really know exactly what 
I still feel like an asshole, like, going to a guitar store, like, thinking back to, like, the first time I went to a guitar store, thinking, like, I'm just going to, like, buy a guitar and, like, start doing guitar shows. Because, like, I didn't really know how to play at the time. Mm -hmm. I was just, like, this... I almost had to, like, not think about it too much and, like, get out of the way of myself and, like, follow this sort of, like, compulsion because I was, like, this... It feels right for some reason, but I don't know exactly, like, what I'm going to do or what, you know? Um, So I remember, like, having, like, this... I remember, like, driving to the Guitar Center, like, up in Forest Park (laughs) when it was still there and just, like walking in and like having my head down and like man i hope no one like asked me like how to play a scale or something you know what i mean like how to play a g chord yeah (laughs) yeah these guys are just gonna be like what is this guy doing and like i just remember like getting like i knew what i wanted and like just getting it and like i just need to get the fuck out of here you know (laughs) (laughs) i i recently i mean i recently like within the last like three years bought my first instrument ever so oh, yeah. I, I like learned to play the bass. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I, and that's like pretty like loose term. Um, but I remember the exact same thing too. It was just like, like I was just so terrified that like somebody would like ask me a question about like what kind of bass do you want? And yeah, I was like I, I, the cheapest. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I have no clue. I was so clueless. Yeah, and so um, that's th- really interesting. So basically, like what you already had sort of formed in your head, more or less like what you wanted to do or kind of what you wanted to sound like um it was just a matter of like acquiring the means and then like doing it yeah yeah i I think so i think it was kind of like um you know this i want to perform like not like i don't want to like just like go and like play records like i want to play an instrument um i don't know exactly like what's going to happen um i wasn't necessarily like trying to do like anything original Mm mm-hmm um, it was just kind of like, you know, um, you know, whatever is going to come out is like going to come out. And like, n- now that I had seen like some of these improv shows, I was just like, okay, well this can fit in like a rock show or like maybe like a folk show or also like maybe like a more like, you know, free improv type of setting. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, I don't know. I, you know, I didn't really set out like, okay, like I'm going to make you know, like, I feel like, you know, there's, like, a lot of bands that are formed now, like, okay, well, we're going to make, like, a power grind, like, violence yeah, yeah, band. Yeah, 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 And so, like, once you, like, put that label on it from the beginning, like, we're going to make this band. And yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's, like, okay, well, like, you've already, like, pigeon, you know, pulled yourself into, like, this thing. Um, but for me, I was just, like, well, this is, like, what I know how to do. And at the beginning, that was play like C chord over and over in my room. And just, like, over and over and over and, like, noticing like every time like every time i do this it's actually a little bit different mm-hmm. and so like doing that for hours and hours and hours it's just like wow this is almost like a free drone record you mm-hmm. know um and just sort of like slowly noticing like the subtle shifts in it um i don't know am i like going too far in here no no um continue but yeah that was that was kind of just like um and you, like Lauren Connors, I was like getting mm-hmm. like really into Lauren Connors yeah. and like this really sort of like sparse, like not that like I wanted to sound like, I think like only he can sound like him, but like it was just kind of like he's not necessarily like trying to reinvent himself every time. He's just sort of like he's the, you know, the purest, like the fullest version of himself. Yeah. 
you know, and it's not necessarily like a like original per se, but it's just sort of like, you know, this is, you know, the purest version of this sound that is in me. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. That, like it's sort of like this line between this person is, and I find myself drawn to people like this all the time, where it's sort of like this person is either like a total master of their craft or doesn't actually know what they're doing and like they're figuring out it as they go and it's like a combination of those mm-hmm. things and that's like a really beautiful thing to watch like in real time in a performance setting where you're, where it's sort of like has this feeling of like constantly peeling back these layers where you're like it's like a revealing it's like a slow revealing process i had this conversation <clears throat> with a friend about scott tuma oh yeah um, yeah he's like the same vibe. yeah yeah and and um so like uh my friend matthew who actually like recorded a, a record with scott tuma with nevada green and scott tuma yeah um, i love that record yeah so it's so beautiful. so beautiful and so like they were like recorded and like or like they like visited scott in his house and stuff like that and like matthew like you know played his guitar and he's like he's like i don't get it he's like we're playing the exact same chords you know like he picked up his guitar and tried to strum like a chord and it's like but it sounds nothing like something that comes out of scott's guitar yeah um and and so yeah i feel the like the same way about like lauren connor's is like anybody can kind of like pick these like sparse like spare notes um but there's like, there there's like this ineffable quality, right? <laughs> you, yeah, you know, yeah. Where it's just like there is just like something, like intuitive about like I, it. It may be like the mechanical movement. It may be something of just like some like un like foreseen factor. Yeah, that is it's just like, like ringing these notes in the right way, and that like these people have like figured that out. That like they don't need to do anything else, right? Right. It's like yeah. it's like, I, I mean, like and, and like you know Scott, you know, like good stuff house and stuff like that, and right? Like, yeah, like he has like his own, you know, different like veins and stuff like that where he plays in different modes. But like that Scott Tuma sound, like that Lauren Connor sound, it, like no one else with the same guitar with the same pedal setup could sound like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and he's amazing because yeah. he's like you know it's like tapping into a memory that like you didn't know that you had it's like it's like how did i live like how did i not have this before this is like filling something in me that that i didn't know like yeah. needed to be filled and like yeah no, and, and it's totally you know a um you know like if you look at like lauren's setup it's just like i mean it's like a boss reverb pedal yeah. and like a like a <laughs> A dis- a, like a shitty distortion pedal. yeah 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 and it's just like okay and then like it opens up and it's just like yeah you're like oh my god yeah um, so so good that scott tuma show i mean i um like yeah had a complete like meltdown <laughs> like you know like i've like um very rarely like get like that like emotional like during shows and like um I, it was i mean there's a lot of like factors like in my personal life but just um you, you're right it was hearing that and it just sounded like so familiar it sounded like it sounded like my favorite you know like my favorite song that i heard you know when i was a kid and now yeah, I, yeah. And, and and now like my idol is like sitting like strumming it you know like in front of me 
and it's like you know a lot of that was like you know semi like semi improvised coming in and out of like these you know structured songs but like the whole thing felt like like i've heard it like a million times before yeah yeah no it's beautiful yeah um so so yeah so so that was um kind of a motiv- motivating factor for you to pick up the guitar um and uh play these songs that i mean play music that was in some way like conceptually formed but but kind of like completely out there like and and free when you like when you performed what was your what was your first show do you remember like your yeah 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 my very first show was um was uh so art damage Mm -hmm. used to do uh, a soundtrack night like a film soundtrack night Mm -hmm. at the bar it is now Northside Yacht Club, which oh. it, it used to be called Gypsy, Gypsy Hut. Hut. Yeah. yeah, so this was like mid 2000s Okay, so like probably two thousand six. Yeah. Gypsy Hut, then Mayday. Then Mayday. Yeah. yeah. So they did a film soundtrack night there, and I did. Um, and I don't know what I didn't really know John or John too well at the mm-hmm. time. Um, but I so they actually well I used to go to the night. It was actually at Caldy's Coffee Shop when it was downtown. This was like early two thousands, and Ron Orbitz used to do it some of it too. Um. I don't know exactly what like made me email them to do it. I was just like, I think I was just like, I had this guitar and like, you know, like for the first three months, I just stared at it, mm-hmm. you know, and like for the like three months after that, I just like picked, I just like, like held it, just like okay, <laughs> you know, and like eventually, I was just like, well, I need to like do something with this, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, I, I just I like emailed them. And I was just like, I just need to book the show. Like, mm-hmm. I just, what do you think of this? You know. <laughs> You know, and once it was booked, I was just like, "Well, I'm not. Whatever happens, like something's gonna come out, and I'm yeah, not yeah. gonna cancel." Yeah, yeah. You know, that's awesome. And whatever it is, it is, and and that's fine. And I honestly didn't think that I was gonna do another one. I was just like, "Well, it'll be fine." You know, I got this out of my system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, well, that was cool. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I played to you. Did the soundtrack to that Herzog. Have you seen that Herzog short film called Lessons of Darkness? No, it's about the burning oil fields in Iraq. Like. The po- like after the Iraq War, oh really? They sent this whole crew of firefighters over there to like put, extinguish these fires because it was just like raging out of control. Oh my gosh, and it was, like, yeah. And they and and so um, he like went over there with a the film crew and like followed these guys around and it's just like another. It looks like another planet. It's just like it's so intense. Um, so we did that. So we played did a soundtrack to that, and. Uh, yeah, and like that, I feel like that went like pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really like expect to do it again. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so. That's uh, the, um, I I kind of love that. Um, it gives me a lot of hope. I'm um thinking of like my New Year's resolution for 2019 is to start playing like music that I listen to on a, on a daily basis, and I and I feel like I have it like really well conceptually formed in my head it's just like the matter of like getting the means to do it yeah um so i'm actually meeting with mavis tomorrow and he's like giving me like a crash course um but like that that's like a um it's like a really interesting approach to playing music and now you've you've been reliably like playing out for uh it's been like 13 years 13 years wow yeah um that's yeah that's amazing um i feel like so many people were like yeah i was in a punk band and then yeah then yeah then i played in this band played in this band and then um you know started doing my own thing 
Um, but like that's like I feel like the it's a testament just to like years of close listening, you know, to like know to have like sort of that much, um, like clarity in being able to like pull from you know what you like what you wanted to do um, that was and that was seemingly attainable, you know, to your your early setup <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it hasn't changed like all that much mm-hmm. um that's funny yeah then that's it's it is kind of weird how it developed like i never really wanted to play in like you know like i came up on that stuff you know like mm-hmm. i never really wanted to be like like playing like a punk band mm-hmm. and, like i didn't really know exactly what i wanted to do and like and i guess like part of that is like being in your early 20s like you know like i studied art and and then like switched to um like the electronic media program and like thought i was gonna like do like film mm-hmm. you know and it was like because i was you know, i think that what was attractive about that is like like music it was like a linear access model yeah it's like yeah. you know you you like coming in you and lay like, it down and yeah yeah yep. exactly and there's like okay you're like going on this journey from the beginning to the end um but then like after college i was just like i don't know like fuck am i gonna do like i took like some creative writing classes right, like, right. maybe i'll be like a writer or right. like you know like i was i was just a, gonna keep going to shows and like i, I was an english know. and film major and now i'm oh, a social yeah. worker yeah, yeah yeah and you just try stuff out you're just like you don't know you're like i don't really think that i even like had an original thought until i was like 25 mm-hmm. you know and i didn't really get comfortable playing and like feel like okay i'm like i'm pretty good at this until i was like probably 30 mm-hmm. i was just like okay well like I've been doing this for three years like maybe there's something here i don't, I don't know you know like i don't know it's and what, weird <laughs> what, what was the impetus to start the label uh man um well i played in the show in pittsburgh mm-hmm. uh this this winter void festival in like 2010 and i saw this guy matt mcdowell he mm-hmm. has this project called sagas okay yeah which is still going and we just started talking and like i you know what was really really into his set and just wanted to it was another one of those things where like i didn't really like think too hard about it because if i would have thought more about it it probably wouldn't have happened my god so, yeah <laughs> i was just like i really preaching want to, to the record. choir <laughs> and i was like you don't have a record like oh you need to like have a record out like let's start a label you know and so like i started it to do that and um then um you know how these things go like you know you just meet people from mm-hmm. there and, and and you know stay in touch with people mm-hmm. you know well you put out some yeah. great stuff i mean that derek rogers record is oh yeah fantastic he's um, he's like my brother because he's like his wife is a counselor oh really and we both studied film uh-huh and then we both spent a lot of time in the restaurant industry yeah 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 he's like a wine like aficionado yeah. he's super deep in now. yeah 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 he's he's super super that's like kind of like um like we talked about earlier it's like modular synthesizers grateful dead and wine (laughs) (laughs) there's like no getting out of that yeah once you're once you're in you're 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 pretty deep in yeah you're done (laughs) you could spend the rest of your life on any any one of those things i think um and and so any um any updates on the label um been trying to get it going again and hopefully it'll be up uh, at some point this year, we're you know supposed to do um, this um, Hakabun record. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Takahiro 
yeah. beautiful. Like, oh, man. It's been at it for a while. Yeah, that one record he did on Patient Sounds is like, yeah, it's still one of my like favorite, yeah. like just straight ambient records, like yeah. guitar-based ambient records. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, so we're gonna do that hopefully um, this year, but we'll see. Um, and uh, beyond that, I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll kind of see. It's been kind of slow moving, so. Mm -hmm. We'll see. <laughs> cool. Well, um, yeah, I think um, any any things like you've like any solo recordings you've got coming up or uh, solo recordings like some stuff on band like I started a band camp and like started updating the band camp mm -hmm. uh, and put up a bunch of old stuff on there. So like the first label that put up my stuff is this label called Digitalis. Oh, um, yeah, which was like sort of like a. Um, mainstay of like the, the like mid 2000s absolutely like cdr sort of like uh abstract folk yep you know um man scene digitalis um, and sunshine and oh yeah josh's um, thing yeah, yeah. uh pathetic yeah like, oh yeah that yeah man, yeah that's that that's like golden golden era yeah that's that was, all yeah there was a lot of discovery in that era uh -huh. it's like from the same time like around when i first started playing brad so. was that brad rose yeah was, yeah brad rose yeah, yeah yeah we're still in touch our kids mm -hmm. are like the same age and okay. stuff. so um so yeah that stuff is all up and then i have um a couple like live sets up from this year and i'm gonna like keep adding to it cool so um yeah awesome well, cool. Well, this seems like a pretty natural place to to end it. Thank you, like, so much for chatting with me. This is thanks for hanging out. Yeah, yeah thanks we, for having we me. Co covered, yeah. covered a lot of ground. Yeah, Garth Brooks. <laughs> Garth Brooks to Hakabone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again. Thanks, man.